Good morning, everyone, and happy Sunday. Welcome back to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des B, and every Sunday, this is your favorite start to the week. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you what I'm confident in. This is my podcast to get away from the noise and make noise for you guys. We don't typically have a huge uh, lineup here for what we do, but it is your place to truly just feel like the mess is invited. Um, Sometimes I know I listen to podcasts or other places um, and I'm like, man, these these people have their stuff together. You know, they are crushing it, whatever it may be, but not here. We are here to just be real raw and have some fun. So welcome if you're new. Welcome back. If you're not new, I am so excited because as of today, I'm actually recording a little bit earlier. It's Monday. And as most of my listeners know, I record on Wednesdays. But very exciting things coming up because today I am leaving for Florida, which is very, very exciting because my family and I have not been on a trip as a family of four yet. And we have the opportunity to go. If there's one thing about me, it's that I chronically check flights. I don't know about you guys. I know a lot of people are like, well, I chronically check Zillow. I, you know, whatever, not me. I chronically check Southwest flights and wherever I can, wherever I can fly, I'm checking. So it worked out in my favor this past week. And I shouldn't even say that because as you guys know, lucky girl mentality, it worked out for me because I deserve it and because I'm lucky, but we found the cheapest flights on the perfect return and leave. Um, perfect Airbnb that was even like a rare find. So it was discounted. It just like worked out so perfectly. So I'm very, very excited to have a week to deload and decompress. So by the time you guys listen to this, we will be back for the Super Bowl, which I'm also really excited about because Rihanna is performing at the Super Bowl. And although last year's Super Bowl was super cool, no pun intended, with um, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, 50 Cent, you know, all of that. That was so fun. I think that this year Rihanna is going to like really bring the heat. I think we're going to get some good throwbacks. And I will be curious what she opens with because like here's here's what I'm visioning. Let me set this up for you. We have the stage. We have no lights on, right? I'm picturing all of a sudden we hear like a drum or like a, you know, bum bum. And then it goes, oh, when the sun shines and the crowd is, <gasps> and then like a few seconds go by, you hear a thunder strike. Ding. We shine together. And then everyone is just going nuts. Oh my God, Rihanna. And then she comes out and said, you'll always be a friend, you know, whatever. And so then all, she, she comes out with umbrella is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know. There's just something so powerful about that, like. I don't know. Can you guys vision it? I I have goosies thinking about it. Regardless, I feel like Rihanna has just created a lot of really good music, although not a lot of like new music, the music that she's created lives on. And I think that is what is impactful and really, really neat is when it is 2023 and I can still put on a Rihanna song and it will hit, right? That is so powerful because I feel like a lot of the music that is made nowadays if you want to call it the tiktok music like what goes viral on tiktok tell me if i'm wrong and i would love to hear your thoughts but in 20 years it's like in 
2040. Are we going to pull up one of these these like high frequency beats and be like, oh, kids, this is what I listened to when I was in my 20s. You know, I don't know. I just feel like something about that classic music and it makes me feel old saying it because I feel like all of our parents said it to us. Like, oh, they just don't make music how they used to, right? It's funny. Man, we really do turn into our parents, right? It reminds me of that insurance commercial where they they just start turning into their parents and they're like, hey, you're acting like your dad again. <laughs> oh, Lord, what a, what a beautiful day to be alive. So anyways, great time coming up. I am excited to be in 80 degree weather, sunshine. I will be perineal shining. Okay, if you have never heard of perineal shining, let me give you an actual definition here. <laughs> I heard this the other, like a few years ago and, um, oh, it's perineal sunning. I'm sorry. And I was laughing, um, because it was basically like a thing during quarantine when I heard about it. And it was like, if you're lethargic, try perineal sunning. And this is like a modern hack health hack back in like ancient practices. Um, so it says, what is perineum sunning? It says it's a wellness practice that involves exposing your perineum. Yes. Like your literal taint <laughs> for 30 to five minutes. Also called perineal sunning, taint tanning and butthole sunning. So basically it is for, for women, the vulva and the butthole. And it says that the best, the best way to get more energy is from this, um, you know, taking it in your butthole through your sun, through the sun, through the butthole. So they're called like bum sunners and, um, yeah, it's just nuts. Okay. My, my point is that's not what I'm actually looking into, but if you wanted a quick laugh, that's what perineal sunning is. So it'll be a nice weekend, um, and a nice week. We're really just sticking to like our normal day. Um, so I still like, I'm literally going there to work, but it's just the idea of like getting out of the house, getting out of our, our routine, change of pace, all of that staying in like, like I said, Airbnb. So it's an actual house. We don't have to worry about like the kids and stuff like that. Like we're literally taking child locks and everything. Like we're treating this like our own house just so they can be safe and we can have fun. But we have like an attached pool and hot tub. I mean, you guys know how like every house in Florida is made. Like you have that lanai. So you're like kind of indoors technically, but like the sun can come through, et cetera. So I'm just excited. We can put the kids up. Wyatt and I can have some time to just like relax and be with each other um, and, and talk and you know what I mean? Just like have a little like glass of wine maybe, or not even like, I mean, I always say that and I never drink, but I, isn't that weird how you just associate like relaxing with needing a drink? I need to like stop doing that because we don't, you don't need to have a drink to relax. Even I don't even have drinks to relax. I always say it and I don't, but I don't even need to make that correlation. I'm just like calling myself out for that right now because sober is in <laughs> not really I'll get to that in a second but I think that not having the idea of like needing to even associate in language like drinks with relaxing I need to be better at that so um, we're gonna sit in the hot tub and just relax and chat that's all I'm saying so I'm um, very excited it's been a really rough go the past probably month and a half with Wyatt and I just with like Archie 
because he's been teething while going through like, you know, these developmental leaps and he's just becoming like a, a boy. Like he's almost, he's nine months old. By the time this goes live, he, live, he's nine months old. So he's getting older, you know, he's getting to that stage where they kind of, you know, quote, become fun. But it's just been really tough on White and I because I've been grumpy, irritable. He's been grumpy because I'm grumpy, but he understands why I'm grumpy, but it's still frustrating that I'm grumpy. And then he can't really help because like I'm breastfeeding. So, you know, it's like, I'm just a bitch and it's just, it's tough. Right. And so we're excited to just like be somewhere where both of us can maybe just have a new little, like a new vibe with like the sun and chat and whatnot. So it's just so important to remember guys. And I only share that with you because it's so easy to think that everyone has like the perfect marriage and that their postpartum journey is just going so fantastic and X, Y, and Z. You guys know I'm, I'm vulnerable and I'm honest. Like postpartum has been hard for me both times. It's hard for anyone, anyone. However, it is very hard on relationships. So if you find yourself in the midst of postpartum and you need to seek out not just therapy for yourself, but therapy as a couple, there, there should absolutely be no stigma behind that because trust me, if White and I had a therapist, we would go together. Um, I've actually been in the looks of one in the area, um, but it's just a little difficult when like I grew up with everyone around here, or at least like a, a lot of people. So I just get a little bit cautious about where I go, ensuring that there is no bias. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, anyways, point is do your research too. Don't just pop up in any therapist's office. So, um, it'll be a fun week for that. Now, what I meant with like sober is the new in dry January is over. It has been over right since like last week. And I've seen like a slew of my for you page on TikTok on two different sides. Number one, I see a few TikToks that are like going down the line and they're like, they use a trending sound and they're like my first drink after dry January. And you know, it's like, you're coming home with me or something like something funny. Right. And then the other side, I see people who have continued dry January into like, you know, hey, I realized how great I feel sober. Here's what I want to do. And I don't think that there's, um, there should be any negative behind like wanting a few drinks. Like, guess what? Like, that's also what we have available to us, right? So if you're someone who is now like embarrassed to drink because you feel like sober is in, it's just a reminder that like there are still trends, right? It's it's weird to say, but like trends will come and go. So like right now it's trendy to be sober when in a few months it'll be like gone and then it'll come back up after dry January, et cetera. Now, I don't mean that in the way of like, if you're sober, it's not cool. I'm just saying on, on the sense of like in my TikTok, right? It's like this wave of people that are like, realizing sobriety, which is so powerful. I hope that they keep it up if it truly makes them feel good about it. But if you're someone who's like, I've, I've never had, you know, any issue with alcohol. I feel like I have a good approach with it. You know, I only have a drink here or there like me. Like I I think I've had a couple drinks since like Archie's born, but if I want one, I'm still going to have one. Like, I don't feel like I have to like be in a position to live sober. 90% of my life though is sober. You know what I mean? So just saying like, if you find yourself out and you do want to drink, I think it's important to evaluate like why you do. If you're, if you're kind of thinking, Ooh, like, is this something I need to watch for? But it's still okay to like, enjoy. Does that make sense? Um, I just find like sometimes if you're 
if there's like this, again, I don't want to call it a trend because sobriety is very important, but for lack of better terms, if you're out and, um, you know, your friends are, you know, kind of like, oh yeah, I've been sober, you know, whatever. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and if you still want to drink, I mean, I've never been in this position. So I would also be curious, like I would assume you could still have one and enjoy that. And you should not feel judged or shamed, but also if you're around someone sober and I'll ask this on the Instagram, cause again, I've, I've never done this or like, I've never been in, in this position. If you're around someone who chooses to be sober, not because of like an addiction, but just going like, Hey, I, I just feel better, right? Like I feel better when I don't drink. Do you still, do you ask permission? Like, Hey, do you mind if I have a drink? Like at that point, are you And again, this is someone who doesn't have an alcohol addiction or has not, you know, gone to rehab or recovery or in alcohols anonymous. Like I'm just saying like a regular person, like if my sister came to me and was like, I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. Like I feel better when I'm, I'm sober. Do I have to be like, Oh, like, you know, great for you. Blah, blah, blah. Do you mind if I have a drink? Like does the same, I'm just curious. Cause now, now my brain's on that. Anyways. Um, just a reminder that like, do you and at the end of the day, like just no one cares. No one cares as much as we think when it comes to like small things. And it's funny because I've just been reflecting a lot this past week with being, um, a little like pulled back, I would say, and like my normal activity on social media, my screen time was like under two hours. One day was under one hour. Um, and that's crazy. Cause usually my screen time is like seven to eight hours. A lot of that is like my phone's just on, um, the outlet is on, I'm going through my email. You know, it's not like scrolling. Um, but man, that's a long time to like be working on my phone, but I guess I'd be doing the same thing on my computer, but I just work around the house cause the kids. So, but that's a long time. And I wanted to take a step back this week. So it was really nice. Um, but the more I've had time to reflect, I've just realized how much, how much we think people care. <laughs> and like myself included, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Like, I'm going to be embarrassed or like, oh, I can't do that. Like people might get mad or, oh, I can't do that. I wonder what they'll think of me, whatever it may be, like whatever situation it could be. And it's funny because they'll care for like a minute and then, and then they will never think about you again. Like they just, people don't like, for example, last week or, you know, maybe two weeks ago now, Michaela Najera, is that how you say her last name? The makeup artist. I absolutely, I love her. I think that she's very entertaining to watch, but she had this like scandal and they literally called it mascara gate. And I, it made me fucking laugh. Like the internet, listen, when the internet wants to be funny, it's funny, but when they want to be bullies, they're bullies. So Michaela did this like L'Oreal Paris telescopic lift mascara ad mind you, it's an ad. So she had to put hashtag ad. Therefore she is getting paid to promote it, which is totally fine. Get that bag. With that being said, she like did it. And then like a second later, she showed the second coat all of a sudden, boom, she has like a false lash on like very obviously not the mascara. Now to this day, it very, very well could be, but what people did was they ran with the idea that it wasn't, um, that, that it was in fact a falsy. I tried the mascara. I loved it. I thought it was fire for $10. Hell yeah. Regardless, I reviewed the mascara on my TikTok and I was like, kind of talked about the situation. I was like, can we just like stop and get over it? Like someone's bound to fuck up 
next time anyway and like what do you know there was like another drama on tiktok with like gabby butler or something i didn't even look into it. i was just like good fucking god see like no one cares about michael anymore so then she posts about this is probably like mm, five five days later six days later she kind of like went mia on tiktok and um she posts and all these people at first, right? They swarm her comments. Are you going to speak on it? You're going to speak on it. You're going to speak on it. What about this? What about blah, 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 blah. then she posts again. So then she starts posting. She doesn't even mention it unbothered as fuck by day two. Even those comments basically gone, basically gone. Now, listen, you'd have to like search through a lot. I'm sure some people are still asking, but it just goes to show how fast people move on. So if you are someone who you want to try something new or you want to do something or whatever, people might talk. People might talk for a day. They might make you topic of conversation, but then they move on. And I'll leave you with this before we jump into our reviews, skincare corner and get into the episode. I will leave you with this. I heard this quote yesterday and I don't want to butcher it, but it read something like this. People only talk about you because no one replies when they talk about themselves. And I think that is powerful because it obviously it doesn't apply to every situation, right? But it's good to remember that a lot of times if you ever become a topic of conversation, it's because people are uncomfortable talking about themselves slash like have nothing better to talk about or cannot make genuine conversation with whoever they're around to where they have to bring up other people. So I will leave you with that. I will leave you with the confidence this week to continue to crush it in whatever thing you want to try, whatever you want to do and continue to show up. Last thing I will say is speaking of like crushing it and whatever you want to do, I have been still obviously like vlogging, doing my YouTube, right? And I, by the time I'm done editing, because I basically go through my vlog like six times to approve it, right? By the time I'm done editing, I literally do not want to upload it. I'm like, I am boring. I'm annoying. I have no, like, I'm just negatively talking about myself. I've, I don't do anything fun in my videos. Like I only go to the same, like three places. I'm, I'm boring. I have a boring life, whatever it may be. So I get this imposter syndrome of posting and then I post it and you guys are like commenting on it, like love Wednesdays. Like these are so fun to just get me through cardio, like yada, yada, yada. And then it brings me back to where it's like, I don't have to be this like crazy travel vlogger who, you know, goes on vacations all the time as I'm going on vacation for the first time forever. But regardless, you get my point. I'm not like going overseas all the time or like anything crazy or like out to eat all the time and showing these really cool spots because I live in a town with like zero restaurants, but it's still like me, you know? And so it brings me back to like this confidence of, yeah, like I am cool. You know, I do live a cool life and I'm a cool mom and I love sharing that and I love sharing the the mundane. So I just want to shout out to you guys for hyping up my videos. I have a new one coming on Wednesday. It's basically like a five or six day vlog, basically like with me, um, so it'll be fun to watch. And even when I rewatched it this time around, I was like, wow, that like that was a fun, entertaining vlog. I like the way that I did that. And uh, as I'm getting back into vlogging, I'm still like learning more and more. So um, that's been really fun. But new video this Wednesday. Make sure if you haven't already, go check out um, 
last week's video. And actually now that I'm like recording this, what I just described was last week's video. Sorry. I was thinking like this Wednesday and I spoke in current terms. So this Wednesday's video is that long vlog, which I think that you guys will really like. So, um, that is all I have for that. Let's get into our reviews real quick of the week. I have a new movie for you guys to watch. I don't know if you have seen it and quite honestly, I don't care because I'm going to talk about it anyway. This is called the little things. I watched this on HBO max. It is also on Amazon prime video. And then you can also play it on YouTube. Um, you can pay it, pay for it. Rotten Tomatoes, hear me out. Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 44. IMBD, 6.3 out of 10. Um, in my opinion, great watch. Like worth worth the watch. Would I sit here and like rewatch it like I did Don't Worry Darling? No. But basically, it's a deputy sheriff. Um, he joins forces with a sergeant in a bigger city. Um, they're searching for this serial killer that's been just terrorizing Los Angeles. Um, they track down this culprit and Baxter, who is like the sergeant in this big city, is unaware that this investigation is dredging up this past of the deputy that he's working with. Um, there's disturbing secrets, things that could threaten more than his case. This came out January 29th of 2021. Um not that this matters, but I think this is interesting. The budget for the movie was 30 million. So it's definitely a well put together movie. Um, I like the idea of like the serial killer in it. It's not like too much of a jump scare. It's a perfect amount of suspense that is really good. And I've, I very much enjoyed it. So if you're looking for a movie this week, definitely watch that. I would highly recommend Denzel Washington. Is his name Rami? Rami Malik, the guy that plays Freddie Mercury in the Queen movie. Um, that's pretty much the only two like renowned characters that I like really knew of. Natalie Morales was in it, but I've only seen her face in a few other movies. Regardless, I thought it was really good. Highly recommend checking it out. They do have a trailer on like YouTube, uh, so you can go watch it before you watch the movie. But I thought it was really great. Worth a watch. It was about two hours long, but it really didn't feel that long. So if you watch it, let me know what you think. Um, enjoyed that. This week's Last of Us, crazy um, because I was expecting way more. After two weeks ago's episode with Frank and Bill, I was like, oh man, we're going to ramp up this week. We're, something, some shit's going to go down. And it didn't really go down until the last part of the episode. And by last part, I mean literally the last second. So basically we just go through the episode and we kind of see, I think that the point is to build this relationship between um, Ellie and Joel. So Joel has been obviously very much hurt in the past, right? He's lost his daughter. He's seen the world go to shit. Um, and now he sees this little girl, Ellie, not only around the same age as his daughter, but also this girl who has been raised in this zombie land, right? She knows nothing else. And so you can start to see their relationship flourish and they start kind of like cracking jokes with each other and enjoying each other's company. And you can tell that he's kind of opening up in a way with her mentally and emotionally that he's been very closed off for a long time. So they kind of are just like journeying through, they end up going through the, this like quarantine area. Um, but it looks ran over maybe by like these 
new, uh, this new government that looks kind of like self-created, right? Not the fireflies, not the Fedra. So it's like Ellie said, who are they? So we don't really know. Um, but they got ransacked. Like they're, they were driving through the city to try to get on the highway. And these bitches went into the city and they got ransacked in their car and they had to kill people and lost their truck. It, it pissed me off. Cause I was like, for real, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, it was just terrible. So now they're just kind of venturing around and they fell asleep in this large building so that hopefully like, you know, quote, no one found them. And then at the end scene, they wake up with Ellie yelling at Joel, which Joel has bad hearing on like one side of his ear. So it kind of played in with like the conversation that they had prior to him falling asleep. And she's like, Joel, and they w- he wakes up and there's a man pointing a gun at her. And then he looks up and there's a little boy pointing a gun at him who happens to be Henry. And I think Henry's son, um, which we've saw Easter eggs in that in the prior part of the episode. So again, I think kind of like a full circle moment of like, why do children have guns? Him seeing these children grow up so differently than what like a normal, you know, six, seven year old would be right. He's holding a gun instead of playing outside. So very powerful, um, was disappointed that it wasn't a little bit more jumpy, but I think as we roll into this, these next episodes, we might get a little heated Season two was already confirmed, which is fantastic. Um, that means that we're just going to keep rocking and rolling. So that's great. And Pedro, Pedro Pascal, he's got me in a chokehold recently. I think that he is such a handsome man, number one. And number two, I just think that he does really well at his job. He does so well at his job. He's a great actor. Um, and so I, I really have been loving his style of acting and his personality and how he's just really jumped into this character. If you watch any like YouTube compilations of the last of us in what it looked like in the, in the um, video game, it's amazing how much they're mimicking the game, which they should, you know, it's based off of that, but like the way that they're snapping into character is just so impressive. So last thing I will mention in the skincare corner, I just wanted to shout out this brand. You beauty you beauty now babe babe when i tell you this shit is expensive i'm not lying okay i will be always transparent i say this in my youtube video i have a contact who started working for them and this person was like des i have to send you some of this i know you love skincare you love trying new things you love learning about new things you have to check this out siren capsule technology and you know whatever it may be so i'm like okay so i go to look on their website babe babe <laughs> one of their products that i got one 228 dollars it starts at or i'm sorry that's the biggest size the smallest size 88 dollars these do have a shelf life of 12 months. The other one I got, um, $168. The other one, $198. The lip plasma compound that I love, $68. The um, skin conditioning wash, $78. So this shit is is expensive, okay? Um, I, I love bougie skincare, but I, I love to know why it is expensive. Okay. So 
Siren capsule technology. Um, so it says Siren capsules are our proprietary patent pending technology, and they have the power to permanently change your skin for the better. The microscopic molecules mimic the properties that naturally appear in healthy skin. Strategically designed to allure free radicals to it like a magnet. And the siren capsule is even more appealing to them. Siren capsules contain top quality strategic ingredients. Thoughtfully packed and clinically tested for safety, stability, and efficacy, a siren can be loaded with endless combinations of actives, enabling infinite skin nourishing and renewing possibilities. What's in the siren can vary, but a siren always interacts with the skin in the same unique proprietary way. They deliver ingredients anywhere free radicals accumulate. Their molecular structure ensures they're sent exactly where they need to be. After learning the free radical, by cleverly tricking it, the siren neutralizes the free radical, stopping it in its tracks. Next, it loads key ingredients to the visibly boost skin, including collagen, elastin, and hyaluronic acid levels. So this is just so fucking interesting to read about. Um, I'm a, you guys know this stuff gets me like lady boner central because I love skincare. I love the technology behind it. So what I'm understanding is that this is going deeper than just your average skincare surface level. Let's change the look of the face. It's literally going in and altering these free radicals that are living in our skin from, you know, pollution, everyday activity, being just alive in the world. Right. And it's going in and changing those in the healthiest way so that we can actually change our skin, um, almost at a molecular level than out. So if you go look at the photos of these people, like before and afters, these are just 30 days on most of these, um, like products that they're using guys, it's pretty insane. Like I'm not going to lie. Um, 194% up in elastin expression minus 77% invisible wrinkles up 45% in skin brightness down 42% invisible pores. I mean, there's a reason this shit's expensive. Okay. High performance science driven and clinically validated. The proof is in the results is what it says. So yeah, just check this out, guys. Like this stuff is pretty cool. Um, again, like I said, expensive as shit, but I will be curious how it goes. The one thing I will say is the plasma lip compound. This is their pretty much their most inexpensive product. $68. Okay. This stuff is insane. Insane. After a single application, expect locked-in hydration and amplification of lip color, softness and smoothness, and revival for chapped and damaged-looking lips. After four weeks, long-lasting results are realized. Plumping effects and volume are delivered where needed for a natural-looking lip enhancement. And again, if you go look at the photos and you go look at the reviews, this stuff is not, it's not a joke. Amazing. Um, so that is one that I would highly recommend um, to start because you can't go wrong with a lip product. Like I think we forget how important our lip health is, um, just as much as our, um, skin health, you know, like our lips are still very important. So don't neglect those. Don't forget to put SPF on your lips as well. And let's get into the episode.
Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners, Better Help. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program, and within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there, and they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link betterhelp.com slash DESB and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. All right, you guys, um, I hope that you are having a great week. And I hope that you enjoyed the beginning of this episode. I am really working on restructuring the podcast in in a good way. Like I want to just try to, you know, continue to be better. I think I said this last episode, like I'm not a professional. And as much as you think, oh, well, you just pick up a mic and start talking. There are, there's, there's strategies. There's professionalism in podcasting to be learned in I've just never like learned, you know? And so there are definitely things I know I could get better at and I, and I want to get better at. I don't want to necessarily take away from like, you know, what we got going. Cause guess what? I love what we do. I love what I do, but I do want to continue to just be better. You know, that's what I always strive for is being better. So I'm still working on it. Um, and kind of trying to restructure some things as we're like, I'm focusing on a little bit of a rebrand to come for our third birthday coming up, which is so exciting. I can't believe April will be three years of brunch with Tesby. Is that amazing? We started in quarantine at my tiny ass desk and here we are at a bigger desk, same shitty chair, which I did order a new desk chair and, uh, same laptop though, same recording stuff, just different place in way different life. Zero kids to two. That's amazing. So, um, just thank you guys for being along the, being here along the way and, um, hanging out. So today I just wanted to chat about what I've again, really realized and kind of come to this realization this past week of instant versus delayed gratification. So what are, what are the difference? You know, we, we mostly should know this, but if you need a quick little like brain refresher, instant gratification is going to be when you have something happen and you are able to relieve it right of right away. Um, so let's use it like this. It says, here's like a little example. If a kid says I'm hungry, 
He may want to eat a box of Oreos instead of waiting for a more nutritious dinner. Instant or immediate gratification means ignoring a future benefit to obtain versus or versus a less rewarding but immediate pleasure. Delayed gratification. A kid is saving up to buy a fancy pair of sneakers. He might be tempted to spend his money on a snack or movies, but his understanding of delayed gratification will remind him that he will enjoy those sneakers far more than a pack of Skittles. So again, that's like saying it to like a two-year-old, all right? But the point is, is when you are, when you are in a place of constant gratification, which would be something like social media, it's easy to get sucked into the instant gratification of things. Um, And I say social media a lot because at the end of the day, a lot of us, we live online, we are online so much because most of, most of the time we are looking for that instant gratification, something that's going to make us laugh right away, something that's going to make us feel warm and fuzzy right away. We don't focus on how that instant gratification could delay a, something more positive happening, happening in our day, like maybe leaving work early because we got our work done, but instead we need that quick serotonin boost so we sit on our phone for 20 minutes and then all of a sudden we're leaving work 20 minutes late that's just a very easy example but when we're so focused on how can we feel the best about ourselves right now we take that instant gratification that can be the same thing as like in your job too right it's kind of like taking the shortcut and not thinking about what will work in the long run what's going to pay off in the long run That's what a lot of entrepreneurs or even social media like influencers, not entrepreneurs, just people that are genuinely just influencers. What they get sucked up in is the immediate right now. How can I succeed in the now? And they don't think about planting the seed for the later years. So like I think of someone like, um, who would it be? Maybe like, would Steve Jobs be one? I'm trying to think of someone who like didn't have success till later in life, right? So you go all these years in your young 20s and people maybe are making fun of you for not going to the party with them while you'd rather like work on your stuff at home or um, you know, you you have to work a 57 hour a week job while all your friends go to parties or whatever it may be. And you don't get that instant gratification, right? Because you're focused on the delayed. You're focused on what will occur. What will happen if I keep working in the future instead of worrying about having that quick boost right now, right? Because in the mo- for the most part, you experience whatever that may be for a quick second right then. And then you're already back to square one of like feeling down or um, upset. And then you're looking again for that quick instant gratification, one more time. Right. So that's kind of like what I was thinking in my head this week as well. Like how easy is it for us to want something to occur and change right away and not think about the future? You know, I think uh, a lot of people talk about the importance of delayed gratification. Everything is so immediate. Um, it's, it's normal. Instant gratification is actually normal. Um, smartphones, Wi-Fi, Apple computers, like all these things you, if you want it, you get it right away. My Amazon addiction, 
instant gratification, right? <laughs> like if I want something, you can get it right away. That goes for really anything online, right? You shop, pay, done. Easy. Check out. You don't even have to think twice about it. But in in reality, it's not realistic to get what you want immediately, right? So when we start to apply things like Amazon Prime to say, for example, a small business, right? We're like, why does this small business take seven days to ship? When it's like, we're so used to the instant gratification of Amazon Prime. Now in that case, that was a business move for them. And that's crazy. But for the most part, we can relay this to life um, because it creates false expectations. Instant gratification becomes a source of frustration. We start to get annoyed, right? By learning delayed gratification, we can start to actually think again. We can use our brain, something I feel like we just don't get to flex a lot, that brain muscle. We can think through our our idea, where we wanna go. We can learn from failures along the way. So how do we go about, you know, getting better at it? Well, the ability to kind of like hold out for a better reward is a life skill. And it's something that we're really lacking nowadays because again, we're so used to having everything right now. So for example, if you want to, you know, for let's, let's use weight loss just because that's a really typical thing, right? People want to lose weight, but if you want to lose weight in the future, right? It's, it's going to happen over time. There's so many instant gratification things that we have to give up, right? Skipping, maybe not having dessert. We have to um, get over, the, you know, the idea of like a quick snack or maybe extra creamer in our coffee or whatever it may be, because that is going to be an instant gratification that tastes good, feel good, whatever it may be, but it's going to prolong this idea of weight loss, nonetheless, throw us off the tracks. So, this is funny because according to um, Professor, is it Freud, Freud, Sigmund Freud, Freud, I always forget how to pronounce his last name. He calls it the pleasure principle. So I wrote this down. Humans are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. This is why children seek instant gratification. But as we mature, this desire is tempered by the reality principle or the ability of humans to consider risks versus reward by which we're able to delay fulfillment instead of making a poor decision. If, especially if the later reward is greater than the one we get immediately, this is delayed gratification. So we have a few different like scientific things um, going on. And um, there was actually, it goes back to kind of this TikTok thing that went along, but it was actually a research experiment in the past talking about the marshmallow experiment. So you have this, um, difficulty of humans really of any age um but with children they were left in this room and if they i think it was like if they ate one if they ate one they don't get any more but if they waited they would get more pretty much is the idea right so if you eat it now you get the instant gratification of how good it is but if you were to wait you get more of it right um so most children ate the first marshmallow immediately Others tried to stop, but then like gave in. And then only a few children managed to hold out for that other marshmallow reward. So instead of one, they got two. Isn't that crazy? So researchers then followed the marshmallow experiment participants into adulthood over 40 years. 
unlike the children who caved to the temptation, the children who delayed were far more, quote, successful in all areas of life. They scored higher on standardized tests, were healthier, responded better to stress, had fewer substance abuse issues, and demonstrated better social skills. This delayed gratification gratification example proved that it is pivotal to success in almost every facet of life. Isn't that amazing about our ability to put things down and wait in the future wait for the future can really show how we're hardwired from being just a child. I think that is so fascinating. So again, as I've been reflecting this past week, I'm like, man, am I like, am I like, do I need to work more on delayed gratification? And I think for the most part, like I, I'm pretty well driven to delayed gratification but being on social media, there's that part of me that has become more driven to instant gratification, right? Posting a post that gets a lot of likes, posting a post that people love, you know, it like it's that quick boost of serotonin. Now, over the past year and a half, I've gotten myself out of this cycle of caring. Like truly, I just, I love what I post. I've, I've enjoyed what I post. Like I've truly gotten better at that. But for a moment in time, it was, it was really bad. I was feeling down. I was feeling frustrated. Um, if something didn't do well right away, I was like, oh, I, I need to like, I need to quit. I need to go get a job. You know, this is funny and I'll share this with you. Back in 2018, we had just moved to Florida. In 2018, I was, I've shared this before, I was in like a really weird, dark place. I was, I was post-show. I was also off coming off of birth control. Like that year I came off and it was just, it was a, it was a lot. I don't know how to explain it. It was a very dark spot. I was not having good thoughts and it was really difficult. Um, I do have a episode on that. It's called my $15,000 mistake. And it just kind of, I can speak a little bit more on my mental health during that time. However, I noticed that I was like not getting as many likes as I used to. This sounds so cringy, like looking back, but I think it's important to acknowledge. And I was like, oh my gosh, like people don't like me anymore. At this time, I was getting a slew of just like hate and bullying, online bullying and a lot of it was just weighing on me. Okay. It was just, my point is not a, not a bright time. And I thought that I was going to have to find a new job. Um, sorry. It just like takes me back to that time. And it was just really tough on me. And it's not always fun to like revisit, um, those moments. And even as I'm like, stand like sitting here talking like my eyes are closed and I'm just kind of like uh anyways during this time um I thought I was gonna have to you know start working somewhere again to make it by and I actually got a part-time job as a Bacardi girl <laughs> I don't think anyone really knew this I don't think I shared it because I was I wasn't embarrassed of it but I was embarrassed because I was already like scared that I wasn't going to be able to keep doing online stuff. 
So I was a Bacardi girl. And what I would do is like, I got this outfit from Bacardi. Like, I mean, yes, literally the alcohol. And, um, I would go to different grocery stores, venues, et cetera. And I would set up a little booth for like taste tests. I'd, you know, check their IDs and tell them about our alcohol, whatever one I was like sampling that day. So I'd be at like Publix grocery stores. Um, I did a few different events at like different places, but one of these cool ones I went to was like a, it was a big work event for a really prestigious company. And, um, I was like there all night and, you know, I was the girl that would then walk around with like drinks and give them to people and speak highly about Bacardi. So during that time, um, I was really stressed because I was basing my life in my business off of the instant gratification that I searched for only of like likes and what can I achieve right now? And I didn't take time to think about what I was harvesting and what I was building. You know, you look at my you look at my page now and you know, I've lost like 50,000 followers. Um, I definitely don't get as many likes as I used to. And none of that fucking matters. I just want to make that very clear. But my point is full circle. I've never been doing better in terms of my business because instead of staying on that path of instant gratification, I went to the path of delayed gratification by knowing that it's not about those small analytics that matter at all. It's about what my big goal is and what my mission is as a trainer, as an, you know, if you want to call it an influencer, um, what, you know, what is my big goal? What, what am I here to do for people? And, um, so by leaving that idea in 2018, 2019, I've been able to step better in my craft And, um, it's shown by the longevity I've been able to produce in my business. You know, I'm doing, I'm literally, I've done the same thing since I started. I've tried a few things here and there. You guys can read about or listen to that too. I have a, um, podcast on not only the, my $15,000 mistake, that'll explain a lot, but also my business fail, getting comfortable with failing. That's a pretty recent episode I put out too. Like, trust me, I've tried a lot of things, but tried and true, I have done exactly what I've done since the beginning. And that is powerful because that is what delayed gratification is. It's sticking to the plan. It's knowing that it'll pay off in the long run and, you know, making shifts and switches around the way you are always wanting to get better but not falling into the idea of, okay, what will make me more successful right now versus waiting for that success to come, right? So um, I think that is just such an important lesson. And again, something that I found myself reflecting on this past week and just being like, wow, like so many of us will forget that there is a future for us you know, we get so worried about what could not happen in the future that we take the lower end of the ladder in the current, in the present, right? So if you're someone who maybe you're like in a job right now that you have high, high hopes for, and you know that you could get to this like leadership position or something, I don't know, I'm just making something up to try to put a little bit of a, another spin on it. And your boss comes to you and they're like, hey, we have this job offer for you to to be in the company. Um, 
but you have to work it for three years. And in your head, you're like, man, but in three years, I could be even higher up, you know, I could, whatever. It's the instant gratification for you that would hop on that career move right then. But the delayed gratification could be you continuing to bust your ass, knowing that you will get that bigger promotion down the road, right? The only thing I'll argue, and I'll argue with myself, is it's a little bit different when it comes to like career, you know, because like that a lot of that is financial. So I respect that. I was just trying to put like a little spin on it, but, but here, okay, let me say it like this. Um, if you know that you could be sitting at home at night and even just a few days a week, you could be furthering your education in your career. Maybe you have this, uh, you know, thing that you need to get better at, or you want to learn more about NFTs. I don't fucking know. Do you resist the urge then to like scroll through TikTok? or get on Netflix, right? Because that would be instant gratification. And the delayed gratification would be the idea that you're acquiring knowledge that you could then take into the workforce, right? That that one makes a little bit more sense. I'll, I'll co- correction corner myself. So um, this can go down to so many different things, you know, finances, health, relationships. There's so many things we could kind of pick apart with instant and delayed gratification. But how do we get better at it? right? So delayed gratification is very much like anything. Like we're in the gym where we have to get better at squats to grow our lower body and our posterior chain. It's the same thing with delayed gratification. If we want to develop that kind of self-control, we have to kind of build it like a muscle. We have to work on it. We have to be aware of it and be prosperous in our kind of ideas and being able to really, really write this down and have it resonate with us and start to utilize these things. So I have a list up that I found um, that is, it's pretty good. It's, you know, what I would say. I don't know who's who's saying it. It's just referenced in like a wellness article, but I, I like this. So let's, let's talk through it. Number one, it says start small. Absolutely. Like, I think that's a pretty obvious thing, right? So it says, create a goal so easy you can't refuse it. Like waiting three minutes before eating dessert. Next time, improve 1%, or in this case, you can improve by 33% and wait four minutes. Incremental progress lets you build confidence with each small goal you achieve. So let's relate that back to like Netflix. Maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to watch one, or like I'm going to read for 30 minutes before I watch Netflix. Like maybe something like that. Number two, make rules. Um, you can also use delayed gratification as a rule for certain parts of your life that you may lack self-control. So if you're a shopaholic, if you're an Amazon Amazon Prime-aholic, make a rule that you must wait a week before you buy the jacket you saw online or whatever it may be. Or make a rule that if you've spent more than five minutes debating it, then you don't buy it. I, I actually use that a lot. I'm like, if I if I really want something, I've learned I need to wait a few days and see if it's still on my mind. But that's a good one. Number three is practice gratitude. Reminding yourself of all that you do have is an effective way to accept delayed gratification. So when you think of all the clothes you already are lucky enough to have or the perfect car that you already have, you realize that you don't need the new stuff. Instead of being disappointed that you're having salad for lunch instead of a burger, be grateful you have food to nourish your body. Delayed gratification comes naturally when you practice gratitude. I actually love that because... That is such an easy way to be so grateful and put you in the present moment and kind of ground you 
for like what you have. So like if I'm looking at my, my chair, my, my shitty desk chair, and I'm like, man, I, I can't wait for my new chair to get, get here, buy a new chair. Say I didn't buy it yet. But then I'm like, man, this, this chair has allowed me to sit at my desk and record this podcast for almost three years. That's awesome. I can wait for a new chair, right? Last one, remind yourself of your goals. Um, what is delayed gratification for, if not the ability to reach your biggest goals and dreams? So you're putting off the purchase to save for a home or retirement, or you're having a salad instead of the burger so you can achieve the body or your dreams and have more energy. Keep a picture of your goal on your phone. You can even set it as your wallpaper. Remind yourself what you're working towards. It will make delayed gratification easier. I think that is also a really great skill because I think that um, vision boards are so powerful for that reason. To be able to kind of set images and set ideas together for what you want and what you want to see in your life. Um, That's where it also comes down to like, this new approach that I've been working on, just like self-alignment, manifestation, things like this, we are truly in control of our own mental outlook. Like it's crazy. You guys notice when you have those good days, they're fucking great days. And when you have the bad days and you feel like everything is falling apart, it continues to fall apart. I truly and firmly believe we attract that fucking energy. So if there is anything out there right now that is pushing you down or people you're surrounded with that you feel like are bringing your energy down and bringing that low vibration in, ditch it. Ditch it or set a boundary with it. I'm so serious. Watch the glow up in your life in even just a week. This is delayed gratification, instant gratification aside. Like this is just pure reality that you are what you attract. It is so serious. So just a little thing that I was thinking about this week, instant versus delayed gratification. The minute that you get sucked in this idea that you have to be there now and that, you know, oh, this feels good in the moment. Think about the long term. Think about the long learn, long term. This, you know, you'll get that quick dopamine hit, endorphin, happy hormones, woo, woo, woo. And then before you know it, 10, even 10 minutes later, you will be fucking sad right? You'll be sad. You'll be upset that you're, you know, you didn't work towards your delayed gratification goal, et cetera. So just something I thought about, something I felt like I could share um, that is really powerful, especially starting the new year. You know, we're only in month two. Don't think, you know, you fucked up and, you know, you're done or whatever. We still have a whole year ahead of us. And I think that having that reminder of not always chasing the current but remembering that there's a bigger goal past it and remembering to see that goal, remember to see that version of yourself that you're chasing is so important. Let me know what you guys think of this week's episode. I'm so excited to be back with you guys next week. Um, We'll be chatting about, you know, I honestly don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I I have a new little like piece of, you know, kind of like an Excel sheet that I'm tracking episode ideas. So I don't have it on me, but I do have a few in the gauntlet. So very excited. And I'm excited to have you guys back again next week. Share this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, do your thing. And I'll see you next Sunday, but also I'll see you Wednesday on YouTube.